This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Those cyber attacks that hit Las Vegas last month, boy, they sure left us reeling. But the lives of tourists and employees, they were upended. And even though MGM has their systems back under control, so they say, so much data was lost, we still don't know the full extent of the damage. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm chatting with Amber Sampson. She's a staff writer over at the Las Vegas Weekly who just wrote an in-depth feature about the fallout of those attacks and what casinos are doing to prepare for the next one. So, who made the right call? Was it Caesars with their ransom payment payoff, or MGM slogging through it all? And is Las Vegas ready for another cyber attack? It's Wednesday, October 18th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Amber, we're talking about cyber attacks, and by now, I think most people know that both the MGM and Caesars suffered cyber attacks over the last couple of months. Just for starters, can you summarize the extent of the damage that those two companies sustained? Yeah, so um, basically, this started about a month ago, September 11th, um, and MGM was the first one to come out and basically say that they had a breach of some kind. And that they were going to have to shut down some systems in their casinos in order to protect um, and try to mitigate any possible damage. Maybe about two days later, three days later, then Caesars Entertainment kind of came out with another notice of their own that basically said that they too had a breach and that they basically handled it but they didn't specify exactly how right, they right. handled that it yet. Right, right, that ambiguous handled it. <laughs> <laughs> so that left people kind of wondering, but um, as slowly but surely over the, the course of that week, more information started coming out. But in between all that, guests were not happy at MGM, at any of the properties on the Strip. Uh, ATMs did not work. They could not use their credit cards. They could not use slot machines. Pretty much all digital things were down on the casino floor. Um, Meanwhile, Caesars had no disruption of services, anything like that. But it came out that, um, I believe from the Wall Street Journal, that they ended up paying about half of $30 million in ransom due to this breach that they also sustained. By the end of this entire thing, Caesars had paid $15 million to a hacker group, a ransom group, and also MGM had lost millions of dollars in revenue due to yeah. being down for so long. I heard it's it's tens of millions, if not maybe mm-hmm. even close to $100 million. I mean, is that viable? Yeah. Wow. I too heard that, yeah. I, I'm wondering, though, what do you think makes Vegas a particularly, I don't know, juicy target for these sort of hackers? 
Juicy is the best way to describe it. <laughs> um, well, first of all, we get millions of tourists here every single year. Um, I think it was the LVCVA study that I saw report from last year in 2022 that there were, I believe, 38.8 million people, tourists that came to the city. Um, and over 80% of that population stayed on the Strip. So we're kind of like a prime target. Not only do we have, you know, all these people coming here, that's a ton of data that could be mined by hackers, um, anybody who's looking to get into databases. Obviously, Caesars and MGM have the largest loyalty databases in the city. And so there's a ton of uh, data there that they can just really prey upon. Yeah, I mean, those two companies alone, as we've pointed out on the podcast before, control about 60% of the properties on Las Vegas mm -hmm. Strip. And, you know, we want people to come here and leave their money, obviously, but they also leave their data behind. And yeah, that does seem to make it juicy. Um, the big casino corporations, though, they've got insurance. Do you know what that covers? Do they recoup some of that losses through their insurance? That's a great question, David. I'm not 100% sure on what exactly it covers, but I know that MGM had about a one or $200 million insurance policy, okay. which is pretty hefty, um, considering that they could have possibly also you know, had revenue losses of up to $100 million. Sure. So with that type of an insurance policy, I can only imagine that it's pretty decent. That's not definitely an insurance policy that a normal smaller business could land. Right, so I assume right. that it's it's packing some protection there. Yeah, and you know, obviously their premiums are going to go up. And I I mm -hmm. wonder though, do we do we even know who these hackers are like for real? Um what they're all about. Yeah, so I think a lot is still kind of coming out about them. Um, obviously, hackers don't exist in a vacuum. These are, you know, regular people who are, you know, not necessarily in their mom's basement. They're, they have wages. They have, you know, a lot of time and they're being paid to basically sit there and try to poke and prod at these huge companies' um, databases and their security systems. And I've heard that this group, Scattered Spider, is a part of these particular breaches and I believe also Scattered Spider could also be linked to a recent bleach um, Clorox breach that recently happened, too. So it's not just casinos that um, they're looking at. They're looking at any large organization with a lot of data, um, people who can pay up, because ransomware obviously is a very popular way to extort these companies. That's wild that there would be just be these companies operating illegally paying wages to their workers to poke and prod, like you say, on the law enforcement side of things, uh, do do they have plans to go after these hackers or their, their companies to hold them accountable? Yeah, that's a great question. I know that um, I didn't speak to anybody in law enforcement for this story, but I do know that both Caesars and MGM are actually working with law enforcement themselves. And I even heard that maybe the FBI was also involved in these type of larger cases. So that's kind of an ongoing investigation right now. So I do know that they law enforcement is definitely involved. Hey, 
Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, Edio, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. What new or different safety measures are businesses pursuing in light of all this? I think definitely number one, David, is if you didn't have any type of cybersecurity protocol or training in place before, it's going to be the standard now. Um, You can't cheap out on this anymore. Like smaller business especially, they won't have the luxury of a $200 million insurance policy. So you might even see um, some companies bringing in outside cybersecurity experts. There's actually quite a few companies even in town that will specialize in basically being almost in a way legal hackers, basically being um, hired to poke and prod at a company's data and and security to see how a hacker legally might be able to get in. So that's something that you definitely will see more of people hiring those people. I imagine that maybe even, you know, companies in-house will start to hire on people onto their team that specify in this stuff. MGM, for example, has a chief security information officer all on their own already in the C-suite. So I imagine that you might see more people like that on the payroll that are coming in and staying on full time. Um, Another thing is I think you'll definitely see more companies adopt multi-factor authentication, which is basically a more secure way to log in to, you know, your email and your accounts and stuff like that. And I think you'll just definitely see more of a, a training of just protocol across the board, more training, um, more information on how to avoid being fished with email or text messages, stuff like that. Yeah, that's really interesting, especially the the first point you made about what I'm just going to call white hat hackers. <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, maybe they were bad guys, but now they're going to be good guys or at least trying mm-hmm. to suss out those vulnerabilities. And that that is a time-honored Vegas casino tradition. Uh, I know of lots of of tales where um, people used to rip off slot machines or table games or whatever, uh, t- turned a leaf and were hired by the casinos to show them where those vulnerabilities are. So that'll be a interesting uh, new high-tech take on an old-school uh, way to approach things. Amber, is Vegas ready for another cyber attack? A- a- at the end of the day, how vulnerable do you think we are right now? God, that's a oh, that's a hard question. I don't well, know if that, we're ever that's ready. Well, that's Las Vegas. <laughs> we're asking hard questions. I don't, I don't know if we're ever ready. I mean, I know they weren't ready this time around. Um, I don't think that they are ready. Not so fast. I will say that I believe 
that this is a huge lesson for a lot of the casinos on and mm. off the strip. And mm-hmm. I think they're really looking at this and almost in a way battening down the hatches. Like, hey, like we better get, make sure everything that we have is watertight. You know, hacker groups, sometimes they'll get in and they'll lay dormant for a while. And you won't even know that they're there until they finally decide to make themselves known. So it's a matter of just constant communication and constantly monitoring what you have. Because one way or another, a hack is going to happen. But um, if you're more vigilant, I think that the chances are much lower. Is it inevitable that in Las Vegas, it just everyone's going to get hacked at some point and all customer info is going to get stolen and identity theft is going to run rampant? I mean, Amber, should we just accept the fact that we're all going to get robbed and ripped off? <laughs> um I don't know. I mean, the experts that I talked to, they all echoed the same sentiment. It is inevitable that whether you like it or not, something's going to go wrong and eventually there will be some type of a breach. Now, whether data is stolen or not is a whole other story. I mean, I really commend MGM for what they did when this whole thing happened. They immediately went into, you know, protection mode and started to shut down some of these Um, systems because, you know, otherwise, you know, these hackers are just running rampant through all their data. Yeah. And they couldn't hide it. Um, So, you know, kudos that they also were at least somewhat transparent, at least to some degree. I know some people had to be, they had to, but let's compare, let's compare Caesars really quick with that. I mean, do Mm -hmm. you think that Caesars decision to pay the ransom does look like a good idea in hindsight? Ooh, I think that's sticky. Because the thing is, you can't, I don't believe, David, you can say whether one was right in the long run or one was wrong. Because we, first of all, don't know the whole story yet. We still have, you know, an investigation going. And we also don't know a good point. One of the experts that I spoke to, he mentioned, you know, we don't know exactly what these hackers had on them. We don't know exactly what data they had access to, what they had obtained, anything like that. So we don't necessarily know all the details yet. So I can't necessarily say maybe paying $15 million was a better way to go rather than losing $100 million. On paper, it does look like that, though. But I can't say for sure that it was maybe the right call. And they didn't really tell us right away either. I think they, too, were forced to have to say Mm -hmm. something. There's no place where you can look, is there, Amber, to find out everyone who's been cyber attacked in our community and what they did just to weigh it out. We're, We're kind of discussing it a little bit in the dark, aren't we? They, yeah, it's not going to be very easy to find, but there are ways. I mean, they are, these companies, they are forced to file anything that's a cybersecurity breach in their SEC filings. And um, MGM had to file an 8K notice. They do have to file that stuff. So if you want to find it, if you want to find out about this, you can go, you know, on their websites and look through those reports and, you might not find something right away, but it's possible you could go back years, years late, years before and find something. Yeah. And those 8K notices, that's I, I think that has something to do with them being a publicly held company. And that's a required mm-hmm. filing that they need to do with the SEC. In the meanwhile, in your in your investigation or talking to a bunch of different people, did you 
wind up with any sort of tips that the average citizen can employ to protect themselves against the impact of these big cyber attacks? Oh, yeah. Um, One really surprising one that um, our deputy editor, Shannon Miller, she did a sidebar for us with the story. And she spoke to a local cybersecurity company here. And one of the most surprising ways that you can actually protect yourself, especially when you go into a casino or a hotel, is to actually not use the unsecure hotel Wi-Fi. Because in a lot of cases, that can actually leave you vulnerable to this type of hacking. Wow. So that's a big one. That's a very big one. If there's lawyers listening to this right now, Amber, they're licking their lips on a lawsuit against that unsecured Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So be very weary about what Wi-Fi networks you just connect to or be careful that your phone isn't, you know, just automatically connecting to something. Right. The standard stuff applies, you know, don't open an email from somebody you don't recognize. Hover over links to make sure you're not clicking on, you know, Amazon with a zero in it instead of an (laughs) O. (laughs) Stuff like that. Um, Also misspelled words. Another one that I'm honestly guilty of, too, and I hope that I don't get hacked after this, is just having a terribly um, spelled password. Um, The security company that Shannon actually talked to, they recommended don't even use a dictionary word in your passwords. Use something that you won't even really re- remember. You, you'll have to, you know, grab like your notebook or whatever, wherever you wrote your passwords and find it. Because if you have something as, you know, common as your birthday or your pet name, a hacker can easily look you up on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and find that stuff out about you and use it. Yeah. Amber, do you have any misgivings about all this new tech, like cashless only or AI becoming more commonplace in Las Vegas? Well, the first thing that comes up to mind for me, David, is all of the major um, concert venues. Anytime you go to Allegiant Stadium, um, the new Sphere, T-Mobile Arena, they're all cashless venues. You cannot use cash at all in any of them. And that's becoming the standard now. Even at local, you know, festivals, it's all cashless. That definitely gives me pause personally. What is it about cashless that gives you that pause? The constant use of our credit cards. That's one of the first and main things that gets stolen is your credit card information. If there's a breach, credit card information is going first. Number one, every time. It's the easiest thing to get. It's the easiest thing to sell. That's that's one of my biggest concerns. I think that... Technology, and this is coming from a techie person myself, I think technology is great. It advances our city. It allows us to be a better entertainment and hospitality city. But it definitely comes with the the caveat of not putting all of your eggs, I think, in one basket. So, solid advice. We, we want to keep those eggs in good shape for sure. Uh, and one basket is not enough today. Oh, not with all the tech. Hey, Amber Sampson, um, great story. I hope people get a chance to take a look at it. And thank you again for joining us on CityCast Las Vegas. Yeah, thank you so much, David. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Make sure to head on over to lasvegasweekly.com. That's where you could find Amber's fantastic reporting on the aftermath of the cyber attacks. We'll put that link in the show notes.
That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this and write us a nice review. It does mean a lot to us. I mean, stars are good too, but we really love a great review. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, stay lucky. We had a silent dance party. That's so much fun. That was great. I had a lot of music playing in my head.